ladies. Appreciate you. Amen. Luke chapter 8 is where we're at. wonder if I'd ask you, please, uh, to pray over tonight. Uh, I enjoy Sunday night services. I do. It's, it's family time. A lot of, we have a lot of uh, junior churches and things going on and folks in different places and, and uh, you know, some folks and doing this and doing that and over these places and all that. And Sunday night, kind of, I know we still got to nurseries and that, but we've got mostly, uh, it's family time. It's family time. And uh, I, uh, I like Sunday nights and I like to sing with you and I like uh, what uh, God has given us as we study the word together. And I ask you just to pray over, just take a few moments and pray over tonight, please, if you would, uh, that it, God, would, God would meet with us and have a special time. Luke 8 here, as Brother Williams read, Jesus, in the words of Christ, if you have a red letter Bible, we, we can see Jesus is speaking. He says, where is your faith? Now last week, Christmas morning, we looked at the faith of the wise men. The faith of the wise men, see, they saw the star in the east, and they, they believed, they were looking at his word, they had faith in his word as they were looking at his word, knowing the promise of the Savior to come. And when they had seen the star, they believed, and they said, he's come. And they didn't just have faith in his word, but they had faith to act on his word. Amen? That's what we looked at last week. And, and they it wasn't just a simple thing. It wasn't like going from Martinsburg to Hagerstown. Uh, it, was, it was coming across a long, long journey. This would be a trip of a lifetime. And they came across what they, their, their known world at that time and uh, came across that and made uh, plans to do that. It would have been taken a lot of resources, a lot of money, preparation, planning for that. And uh, they acted on God's word. It wasn't a little thing. And when they got to Jerusalem, remember last week we looked at nobody was, nobody was planning on this. Uh, they got there and nobody knew about where Christ was. And Herod didn't know. And the chief uh, priests and the, and the other, other folks in Jerusalem, they, they, they were troubled at it. And they had to go back to his word and study and be reminded of what the Bible said. And they didn't get discouraged and turn around and go home. They stuck to God's word. And they said, you know what? This is what God has told us. And we're going to stay here and we're going to find out the specifics. And we're going to go back to the words you say that the book of Micah says he's born in Bethlehem. So we're going to head towards Bethlehem. We're going to, we're going to let God show us the way from there. And that's when that star showed up. And they had faith in God's word. They had faith to act on God's word. They had faith to stick to God's word. And God revealed the way to them after that. Praise the Lord for it. Now today... Understanding that Hebrews eleven six, we'll get there in just a moment. But Hebrews eleven six says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." So I wonder this year in twenty twenty three, are you going to please God? Are you going to please God this year in twenty twenty three? Because the Bible says, "Without faith, you're not going to do it." And so, in Jesus, the Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the living Word of God. He knew that that is the Word of God. He, uh, he, he is God. He wrote it. Okay? But you understand, he's saying, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And here, he's saying, where is your faith? Is Jesus saying, don't you want to please me? 
Now, in this text here, he's not speaking to a big group of people that unsaved and saved and all this. He's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to the twelve. Look at verse 22, would you please? This is Luke 8, verse 22. It says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. Now we know this passage. Most of us would know this passage. They're going to head out into the Sea of Galilee. It's called a sea because of the storms that often would uh, arise on the sea. See, it was, it's surrounded by mountains. And the, and the air would drop off, uh, and still does, drop off the mountains and mix with the air on the, on the water there down lower, and it would create great storms. And, uh, and so it's called a sea, but it really is the size of a lake. Right? It's smaller than Lake Michigan. Some of the lakes that we have, the Great Lakes, smaller than that. It's only... Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's seven miles from north to south. and uh, No, 14 miles that it is, and seven miles across and from, uh, from east to west. And so uh, as you consider that, you think, wow. But they feared for their lives on this lake. These were fishermen. And yet we know this story, but notice here in verse 22, it was easy at first. See, Jesus got on the boat and said, hey, let's go on to the other side. So what do they do? Okay, well, Jesus said, let's go. Let's get in the boat. He's with us. Let's go. It's easy at first, isn't it? It's exciting at first when, when you know, the big things are happening. When, when Jesus saves you, it gets exci- it's exciting to get saved. You know, it's exciting when, when the Lord uh, uh, is working in your heart. It was, sure was exciting last January when I was praying and, and trying to figure out what God was doing in my heart and where he wanted Mrs. Willard and I, Marie and I to go, right? What, what did he want to do? I thought, again, I was talking about this last night. I thought I was going to be in Scotts, Michigan in Prairie Baptist Church for the rest of my life. That's what I thought. I lived that way, I, I, I planned that way, I preached that way, I, I served that way because that's where God put me. And yet last January, he began to sever those heartstrings. He began to, began to pull me away from that place and give, it, give me the idea that he wanted me somewhere different. Yeah, he wanted to bring me home, right here. Amen to Martinsburg. Praise God for it. And uh, it's It's easy. The Lord's stirring in your heart, you're walking in the Spirit, you're trying to determine what God wants you to do. It's exciting. But a lot of times, we move past the excitement stage. We're, we're, we're in January. Christmas is over. The New Year's celebration, right? Today's New Year's Day, I understand that. Some of you will have big family meals and all that after church, and praise God for that. But tomorrow, it's all, that's all over. Whew, Brother Jones... Tuesday's coming. You know what Tuesday is? Our senior just put his head down and went like this. All right, Brother William over there. School starts again. Praise God. You with me now? Come on now. So it's, there's exciting times in life and then there's other times. Now, some of you nerds in here, you're really looking to go back. You've been itching for it. And I understand that. God bless you. Praise God for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? I, I, I got through school as fast as I could, and I got out as quick as I could, and I'm like, praise God. Amen. But that's just the way it is. Hallelujah. 
And Brother Jones just says, we got to have school. Brother Kidwell, he'd say that, but he's not here. He's too busy out in the promised land having fun. Okay, amen. All right. And so uh, I, I have him up to preach when he gets home. I want him to share some stories of what he sees over there and what, he gets, what God shows him. It's going to be a great time. All right. So uh, uh, let's get back on topic. Come on. The preacher's chasing rabbit trails. Let's get back to it. In verse 23, look what happens. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. Now, jeopardy is peril. It's danger. It's, uh, they thought the ship was going down. Now, I'm a very practical man. I'm a visual guy. I put these things in my head, and I'm trying to visualize it. The boat was filled with water. But Jesus was sleeping. Was he like floating around? I, I don't mean to, I'm not here to mock the word of God. I'm trying to understand it. Like was Jesus literally like floating around the boat? Because it was filled with water and they were in jeopardy. Now, understand this. It was easy at first when they got in the boat. It was exciting. Hey, we're going somewhere. We're going to go to the other side of the lake. We're going to see what the Lord's going to do over there. It's exciting at first. You know, Christmas was exciting. New Year's Eve is exciting. Now we get into January and there's a little bit of a longer winter period before anything really big is coming. Right? Come on now. And it's easy when we get into a, a patch sometimes to get a little discouraged, a little bit down. The storm came. Jesus, because he's sleeping, notice he's silent. You ever been in a spot like that? The Lord's silent. Oftentimes that's because of our own selves, because of the choices we make, because of the distance that we are from God. But sometimes the Lord's trying to teach us something. You notice when they got in his boat, help me here, class, help me. I want, you, I want response from you, all right? Yes or no? Were they in the will of God? Yes, they were. And it was exciting at first. But then a storm came and the Lord's silent about it. You ever been there? Yeah, a storm comes and the Lord's a little silent about it and you're like, Woo-hoo! Help me, Lord. Increase my faith. It's like them wise men last week. They started traveling to Jerusalem. They get to Jerusalem. They're looking for this big, exciting, where's the banner that says, Christ is born. They didn't see any of that. Notice, we keep going, verse 24, and they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. These are grown men. These aren't children here. These are grown men. These are fishermen. They had been on the sea a long time. They had the businesses of their own. The Bible says in other parts of Scripture that they forsook all and followed Him. They left, they, they got out of that business. They had been in business for themselves. Uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, left their father in the boat and said, we're going to go follow Christ. They forsook that. They had been a part of that. And they were scared for their life here. The Bible says, then He arose and rebuked the wind and raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And He said unto them, where is your faith? Had they forgotten what he said? Did you notice back in 22, he said, let us go over to the other side of the lake? Had they forgotten that? 
or had they doubted that? It's easy for us. Here it is, church. Some of you in here have been saved a long time. Okay, longer, longer than me. And your faith, you've been through some trials and some tribulations that, that I have not been through. And some of you uh, have not been through those things. But listen here, sometimes we as Christians, your pastor included, need somebody to come up alongside and put an arm around and say, hey, you can make it. You can do this. Remember what God has told you. Sometimes I need, a, I need one of these men on the platform to come up and say, Hey, Pastor, you know what Jesus said? He said He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. He's not going to leave us hanging out to dry. When we're, when we're burdened with this storm, this trial, because sometimes we can forget, we can forget what He's told us in His Word. Sometimes we need a reminder. You ever wonder why... Uh, uh, not wonder why, but if you think about it, if you really put it down, down to it, Brother Martini, he probably knows this. He's got smart, okay? Think about when you're preaching. There's really not many topics to preach on, if you think about it. The Word of God comes back to, to really, there's some root, uh, fundamental things that we preach on. Salvation, growth, amen? Living right, doing right, raising your children right. Amen? Serving God. But we come at it with lots of different aspects and God gave us 66 wonderful books and we come back to that. Why? Because we're human. We're like a bunch of sheep that need reminder and somebody to lead us, right? Come on. Amen? I need the reminder. I've got to be in my, the Word every single day. I need the reminder of what God has told me. And sometimes we just need to be reminded of what God said. And sometimes we doubt it when things get really tough. Yeah. When the darkest of days and the devil's good about bringing discouragement and depression into our lives and, and especially now this time January and February is a difficult time because it's, it's it, there again, Christmas is over and I hope this isn't the way but sometimes it's the way and you spend all that money and rack up that big credit card and you're like, oh, what am I going to do now? I don't know how you do that, but don't, I, I don't encourage that. I don't buy things on time all the time like that. And, and living now, you've got to figure out how to pay for it after the fact. But sometimes that happens, those things. And sometimes there's other bills. And sometimes there's this or there's that. And we've got to go through it. We need to be reminded of what God said. And, and hang on and say, Lord, I trust you. And I'm going to get through this storm because you said you're not going to leave me. You're right here with me. I was doing what you told me to do and you put me in this storm. Now, and then you've got to think about, Brother Yours, you've got to think about this. Why did God allow a storm to come? Right? They're in the will of God. They're doing what He told them to do, and yet He allowed a storm to come. Do you think that He wanted to teach them something? I think so. Consider for a minute the Scripture that you know. Think about when Peter was in jail. He's locked up. You think he was thinking back to the point where, remember that time I was going to die? And I was on the, I was on the sea and, 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 the, and the boat was filled with water and I thought I was going to die and I looked like a fool going, <laughs> and Jesus got up and went like that and talk, spoke, well, he didn't stab, but he spoke, right? He says, be calm, right? Be still. And settled it all down and took care of it all. Remember that? This jail thing ain't no big deal. You think he... 
You don't think he remembered that? I think so. I think I'd remember if somebody walked outside and said, be still. And everything, right? The Lord did that for me. Brother Shank, there's some things in your life you'll never forget. Some miracles God did for you, isn't there? Amen, all of us. Now think about this now. What about when, what about, uh, when Peter and John, after they healed the, the lame man, remember, outside the temple? And, and they got questioned, and then they got, they, got, uh, they got handled, right? They were arrested, they were beaten, all this stuff. They were, they were told not to preach the Lord, right, anymore, not to preach that stuff. And they were beaten, and all that. You think they remembered, hey, I know the God I serve. I know what He did that time I thought I was going to die, right? Think about uh, some of the others. Think about when James was killed by Herod. The Bible says he was killed by Herod with a sword. And now the others are fearing for their life. If this is what God wants, I, but Lord's going to take care of me. I'm either going to be here serving him or I'm going to be to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord or I'm going to be with him, right? You think when, when John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, that was no vacation. History tells us they, I th- believe they boiled him in a pot of oil. And then left him to, to be alone on some island. It wasn't vacation. You understand that? It wasn't like he was down in the Bahamas. Or something like that. It was a difficult thing. You think he was thinking about what God had done for him previously? Where is your faith, he says to him. We get all stressed and we run around and we get all crazy and run around like, like a chicken with a head cut off. And we get emotional. And we get complaining. We run our mouths so quick and so easy, don't we? And we complain and complain. Where is your faith, he's asking us. Where is your faith? We're talking about practical, everyday living kind of faith. Not, not the faith. Listen here. He's talking to his disciples. I'm not talking about the faith to get saved. Right? You all have faith in Jesus Christ when you accepted in him as your Savior, when you got saved. But we ought to have faith every single day. Talking about practical, everyday living. And last week we were talking about this. How do you live in faith? Would you go with me please in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. This here is a very familiar text. It is the hall of faith, if we would call it that. A chapter of faith talking about God's people through the ages who had lived in faith and what they did and how they did it. And God's honoring them here for a moment. Hebrews 11. Verse number 1, Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I told you this last week, I was just kind of stirring on that a little bit, trying to understand that. Lord, tell me, what does that mean? How does it make that practical to me? And he just helped me. I wrote this down. I know it's real, and I'm waiting to see it. I know it's real, and I'm waiting to see it. I know that God's word is real and that he meant what he said. And I'm waiting to see it with my eyes when he comes again. Amen? I know that he said he's not going to leave me. I know that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And when I'm trying to pay that bill and I'm concerned about it and I take it to him, I know that if it's his will, he's going to provide. Amen? 
So I can sit here and run around and, and be all crazy and worry over it and be stressed out, or I can just trust the Lord and have faith upon that thing. But it gets even more practical than that. Okay? I'm ta- we're talking about every single decision in your daily life. Are you a person of faith or are you a person of flesh? Am I going to make this decision out of my emotion and what I, what I think I want and on the spot? Or am I going to do this because this is what God wants me to do? I said last week, just a very simple thing. Lord, is this what you want me to wear today? Is that not living by faith? I serve a risen Savior. Amen? The Holy Spirit resides within me and I am the temple of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says. How to live what's pleasing to Him. And I can just get up and go with the flow and figure it out later. Or I can say, Lord, does this please you? I'm very simple. I don't know if you notice that or not. Some of you are catching on to that. I'm just a simple guy. Okay, you know when I'm having my time with the Lord, you know what I talk to Him about? I said, Lord, forgive me what this mind thinks. Forgive me what these lips say. Forgive me sometimes what these eyes look at, what these ears hear, what this attitude that comes out and the intentions behind it. And Lord, and then I go back through it and I say, Lord, these eyes belong to you today. These eyes belong to you today. And Lord, if they're not pleasing you, convict me and show me so I can change it. Isn't that living by faith? Lord, this mind belongs to you today. I'm bought with a price. It belongs to you. And Lord, if what's going through this mind is not pleasing to you, would you show me and convict me and help me to make the change? When I'm asking the Holy Spirit to convict me and show me what is right and what is wrong, He is always faithful. Is this, is this music right? Is it wrong? Or is this thing right? Or is this thing wrong? Or what it is? Why is God putting questions in your heart? Lord, help me to please you. And I'm going I'm to live in faith. And if this is not right for me, would you show me? Would you point it out to me? Would you help me to live in faith? All right, look at, look at uh, we've already read verse 6. but I've quoted it to you, but it's there. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, as we, uh, as we, we start to come down here, I want you to notice something in this. This, this. Hebrews is an epistle. Do you know what an epistle is? Epistle is, an, is a letter. Okay? If, if you notice, Hebrews is a letter, and it was written, we, we aren't told the author's name in the book, a lot of people believe it might have been Paul, and some other people disagree with that. But it was a man that knew the Jewish law and, and, and the, the Hebrews. He knew them. And he's writing to them about the New Testament, about that new covenant with Christ. And he's, he's teaching them about Old Testament and how that applies to New Testament and what the right way is here. And uh, notice, it's though, it's a letter. So he didn't write it with chapter divisions. And notice as he's leading up to start talking about faith. 
Notice chapter 10 and look at verse 35. Notice chapter 10 and verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Okay? Your faith in God and His Word. Don't cast that away. That's your confidence. Lord, Lord, see, he keeps going. For ye have need of what? Patience. Patience. You know how we learn patience? Trust God and hang on. Trust God and hang on. Because I believe, I believe it, and I'm waiting to see it. Amen? Amen. Lotus, he keeps going here. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. When do we receive the promise? After we've done the will of God. Notice that. Notice that. Follow me now here. Okay, some of you are going to sleep on me. Stand up if you've got to stand up. Come on now. It's January 1st. Let's follow the Word of God. With me now? Come on. I'll, I'll go fast if you stay awake. If you go to sleep, I'll just keep on preaching. I like to preach. I don't know if you notice that or not. I like to preach. So if you're asleep anyway, I'll just keep going. That'd be awesome. All right, here we go. For yet, verse 37, for yet a little while and he that shall come, look at this, woo, will come. And will not tarry. Praise God for that. Jesus is coming again. Whew. Man, we ought to just park there for a little while, Brother Shank. Man, he's coming. Whew. Maybe today my Lord will come for me. Maybe today his, my Savior I shall see. Come on, what a great one. Here we go. Man, God is coming back. That, now listen, listen, let's park there for a second. If you're unsaved, that ought to make you tremble in your boots. Because he's coming back to rapture home his people. And I don't know about you, but I'm going. Okay? Brother Williams will have to preach next week if he comes today. I'm sorry, brother. I believe he's saved or else he wouldn't be on staff. Amen. All right, good. It's Brother Jones we got to worry about. Okay. All right, moving on. Where was I? Amen. Verse 37, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Praise God for that. 38, now look at this. Now the just, what? Shall live by faith. You know what that's saying there? The just, you know who the just are? Yeah, that's exactly right. The, the, word, the word for just here, when I looked up that, that Greek word there that's written in Greek, when I looked that up, it means the righteous. The righteous. You know who's righteous? Those that are saved. Amen. What? I know you sometimes. And my wife's thinking, yeah, I know you, buddy. <laughs> little, yeah. Right? Listen. I've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. And God looks through that blood and sees me and declares me righteous in His sight. That's justification, a great Bible doctrine that we need to understand. God declared me righteous when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Amen? He declared me righteous. My righteousness is as filthy rags, the Bible says. But His righteousness, that's what it's all about. You're not saved by your own good works. You understand that? Because your own good works, the Bible says, goes go straight to hell. We need the righteousness of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ that shed for me. 
and it paints me white as snow. That's what the Bible says over and over and over again. Amen? Isaiah knew it 700 some years before Christ came because God told him. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. God says, you're saved, you're righteous. So if that's us now, the righteous man, holy in the sight of God, look what it says, we're supposed to live by faith. Shall live by faith. Okay, Galatians 3, I don't want you to turn there, but it says this, but that no man is justified. What is justified again? That's when, that's when God declares us righteous. Okay, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Now what did that just say? It says that you can't follow the Ten Commandments and be righteous before God. That's what it said right there. You cannot be justified by living by the law. You can't look at a rule book and say, well, I did that, and I did that, and I did that, and I did that, and I'm good. Can't do that. He says you must live by faith. By faith. That means I believe in God. I believe that Jesus Christ came to pay for my sin. I believe that not only after he died, did he, but he rose again the third day, that he's alive, that he had victory over death, and that he's willing and ready to give me victory over death if I would just trust him and accept his free gift of salvation. Amen? It's faith in Jesus Christ. But notice here, look at this now, verse 38. And we're going to wrap it up here. Look at this. Now the just shall live by faith, But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Wait a minute. If any man shall draw back. That means the just is going to live by faith. Those that are are right are going to live by faith. But if any man draw back from that, come back, fall away. You know, some days you you do well and you're living for God and you're, man, you're walking in the Spirit and you've, you've denied your flesh and say, no, I'm not going to live any way the world wants me to live or any way I feel like. I'm not going to chase my feelings, but I'm going to live the way God wants me to live. Sometimes it's easy to do that. In other days, you, you name it. Some Thursday, and you're just in the flesh. It happens, doesn't it? Because we war against the flesh. The spirit and the flesh war, right? Don't they? Yeah. Sometimes we... Fall away. We come, we, we come back from that. God says, I have no pleasure. I have no pleasure in that. Now look at verse 39. What's it talking about? Here it is. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. What does that perdition mean? Perdition means damnation. It means dying and going to hell. We're not of those that are unsaved, it's saying, or those that are dying and going to hell, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. In other words, what he's saying is, is the just are going to live by faith. But, the, but I'm talking to believers, to people that are saved. And sometimes you draw back from your faith and you come away from that and you don't live by faith. And he says, I don't have pleasure in that. He says, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Man, I know it's real and I'm waiting to see it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
Now, I could take you through chapter 11, and we could talk about all these folks. We could talk about Abel and Enoch, and we could talk about Noah and all these men who did live by faith. We could go on in chapter 11. I encourage you sometime to read 32 on down. And he talks about a great group of people who were, went through some great trials and tribulations who continued to live by faith. But let's make it practical now. It's January. It's a brand new year. Come on now. It's 2023. Some of us didn't think we'd ever make it that far. Thought the Lord, think about all these people. Somebody wrote a book and the Lord's coming back in 1989 or whatever, right? God says don't set dates, right? But I don't, I don't know why they would put out a book. I mean, that's whatever. Anyways, moving on. Okay. Listen, it's 2023. You have a choice. You're going to live by faith? Or are you just going to go with the flow? I know it sounds good that we just roll with it. Just go with the flow. I know that's, that sounds cool. I'm going to be cool. But that's not Bible. Do you understand? That's not Bible. If I go with the flow, I'm going to be in this flesh and I'm going to mess things up because I know my heart and the Bible tells me that my heart is deceitful and wicked. I need to walk in faith and trust my God and do what He's asked me to do. Every step of the way. It doesn't matter if I'm getting dressed in the morning, if I'm buying a car or a house, or if I'm uh, trying to help my, my child figure out where they're going to go to college one day, or trying to lead my child to Christ, or, or if I, uh, maybe, maybe somebody's trying to decide on who they're going to marry and, and where we're going. You know, decisions can be little or they can be big. We're either going to walk in faith, or we're going to follow this old heart and mess it all up. Jesus is saying, where is your faith? Now that the excitement of the holidays are settled, settling down, are you going to walk in faith the next couple months and be faithful to do what God has told you to do? It's easy around Christmas time to come to church and, hey, yeah, everybody's doing well. Yeah, I got your Christmas card, all this stuff. But what about in the middle of January? There's not a lot of excitement, but I'm going to be faithful, Lord. I'm not just going to be faithful Sunday morning. I'm going to do what the Word of God says. I'm going to be in church so much the more. I'm going to be faithful to Sunday night. Lord, I need to pray. I need to be with God's people, and I need to be praying over some things. I'm going to be here Wednesday night. Amen? Lord, I know you want me to be be a soul winner, so I'm going to show up to soul winning. I'm going to be faithful to that thing. I'm going to give out a track this week. I gave out a track last night on the way home from service. Tell you what. I came out of track last night, last night, this lady, I was just going through a drive-thru because I needed something to eat, and I was going home after our service, and uh, I said, ma'am, she says, well, thank you, have a great day, I said, and she, I said, ma'am, can I give you something, I didn't have it out, I wasn't ready, I wasn't prepared, and I said, ma'am, Lord, Holy Spirit just struck me, can I give you something, and uh, she says, you're from a church, aren't you, <laughs> I said, yeah, I am. I said, in fact, I said, my name's John. I'm a, I'm a pastor. And uh, 
I'd like to talk to you just for a second, give you this. There was nobody behind me or anything like that. But I, wanted, I said, I want to give you this thing. I'd ask you to read it. She goes, you know what? I need some of that. I said, well, praise God. Amen. And, and she went on to say, she says, I've been struggling with this thing. And she told me a particular sin she was struggling with and all this. And uh, I said, ma'am, you can have victory over that. Starts right here with Christ. I said, read this. And would you come see me sometime? And it was 30 seconds. I gave her a track. Why? Because that's what God wants me to do. And when the Holy Spirit started pricking on me, and I said, Lord, I'll live by faith. Though sometimes I don't always want to talk to every person that God tells me to talk to. When I'm faithful and I live in faith to do what he's told me to do, God always brings me through it and gives me joy on the other side. Amen? Let's live in faith. Where is your faith? You can't live by a rule book. You got to live in faith to get saved. You can't, once you're saved, you can't live, uh, you can't live when you're flesh and following your heart. You need to get saved. In 20, excuse me, you need to live by faith. In 2023, are you going to be a man and a woman of faith? Or are you going to just follow your heart? What's it going to be? Let's bow together. Lord, help us. Lord, we've been on this topic of faith for two weeks now. Lord, we saw the faith of the wise men. I believe you wanted us back on it today, Lord. We saw the, the faith. Jesus is calling out saying, where is your faith, Lord, to people just like us here? Lord, disciples, we've been saved and, and uh, maybe even a long time we're trying to follow God. And, and sometimes we hit bumps and sometimes we hit storms and sometimes we hit a quiet spot in life. And Lord, may we live by faith in every little way we can. God, because without faith, it's impossible to please you. Lord, somebody here today needs to get saved. Somebody here today doesn't understand all that. And it's not a child of God. They can't live by faith because they don't have the Holy Spirit of God with them. They don't, uh, they're, they're still trying to, trying to learn, trying to figure this out. They need to get born again. God, I pray that if somebody here doesn't know for sure about heaven and hell and about being born again, never been saved, they don't even know what I'm saying perhaps, I pray today would be their day of salvation. Lord, that they would come during this invitation time and they would receive you as Savior. Maybe they just need to come up to one of the pastoral staff members and say, help me to understand what must I do to be saved. Just like that Philippian jailer, what must I do to be saved? Lord, I pray that you give people the courage to do what they need to do, to act on the faith that you're planting in their hearts. I pray for us at our save, Lord, that we would live by faith. And may we today make some decisions to be practical in our everyday life to live by faith. Lord, so that we please you. Help us, please. Help us this morning. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed.